Hi everyone. First and foremost, I want to thank everyone out there who has been so patient with me these last couple of months. It turns out that working a full-time job, homeschooling my son, and running a nonprofit with these podcasts is a lot harder than I thought. Just know that I'm doing my very best to bring you the most relevant information from people within the autism community to the very best of my ability. Today, I'm speaking with Dr. Patel, who is a world-recognized expert in the field of cannabinoid medicine. CBD is something that we hear about all the time, but maybe perhaps we still have very limited knowledge on. Stay tuned to hear Dr. Patel share information on CBD products, what to expect when using CBD products, and then while also dispelling some of our fears that we may have. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome to My Autism Tribe, an organization of advocates that are educating, supporting, and empowering those in our communities. We are one voice made stronger. I'm your host, Susan Scott. I've personally looked into CBD products, not only for myself, but also for my son. I've had conversations with a lot of families on their use of CBD. So Dr. Patel is with a company called Doc Patel's. Um, they're a company that produces CBD products made from industrial hemp plants derived on American farms, which produce 100%, 0% THC, broad spectrum CBD products through their patented process. They have actually a team of, I think, 30 engineers, scientists, a psychiatrist, and even a dentist. Um, along with our manufacturing partner. So um, let's welcome Dr. Patel to our show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. I've been digging around on your website, uh, docpatels.com, and I have to say it's uh, just some really, really cool information. And as I was kind of introducing you to the guest, CBD is something that is has become really a part of everyday conversation um, with a lot of people and especially families with loved ones on the spectrum. And so there's a lot of misinformation out there. There's just a lot of information, period. And trying to sift through all of it and try to make sense of everything, some of the medical jargon that just goes completely right over our heads. Um, but what I'm really excited about is just getting some information straight from a doctor's mouth on the use of CBD and how it's proven to be so beneficial for a lot of people. Yes, I am excited to talk. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your background and how you kind of, did you just, did CBD kind of fall into your lap? Did you start discovering it? How, how was, what was that whole process like? Sure. So Believe it or not, I happened upon the whole field of medical marijuana from a Craigslist ad. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sleeping in residency. And so you know how you get in this state of mind where you're too wired to fall asleep, but then you're too tired to be productive. So you're kind of in that hazy phase. And that's usually when you start scrolling the internet. Yes. <laughs> um, and so I was on Craigslist. And really what I was doing was looking for furniture for my minimally furnished uh, uh, apartment back in residency back then. And I happened to just click on this section that said medical and health, just out of curiosity. And that's where I saw an ad that said medical marijuana doctor needed. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, that really piqued my curiosity. And so I started to dig into the research. I, you know, when I, I got into this rabbit hole for like a whole year, 
where I was just hanging out on this website called PubMed.gov. That's where um, uh, the government houses, the federal government houses all the, the, the medical studies all over the world. Mm-hmm. And so I started reading about it and reading about it. And at the same time, I was also training in emergency medicine. And I was feeling really disillusioned because like any bright-eyed medical school grad, I wanted to impact people's lives. Mm-hmm. And, and typically what you see in the ER is a lot of pain, you know, whether it's headaches, whether it's abdominal pain, whether it's back pain. And our job is to rule out any emergent causes. And if there's nothing emergent going on, we usually send the patient home um, uh, with instructions to follow up with their, with their primary care doctor and with a script for pain management medications, typically opioids. Mm-hmm. Now, given the nature of our healthcare system, a lot of these patients would come back to the emergency room because they use a, the emergency room as their source of primary care. And they would tell me that, hey, listen, these medications didn't work. I'm getting side effects from these medications. And then I was also in the unfortunate position of having to resuscitate patients oh, wow. who overdosed on these medications, either yeah. intentionally or unintentionally. So as a physician, um, you know, there I was, I felt like I was standing at a revolving door, perpetuating a problem, having a hand, a direct hand in perpetuating a problem, rather than actually solving patients' problems. So in the meanwhile, you know, I'm going through this research, and by the end of the year, I was really compelled. Um, In uh, medical marijuana's potential to help with chronic pain. Okay, and so th- and that was my understanding of it, that, hey, wait a minute, this has a lot of potential to treat chronic pain um, uh, compared to what we, what we offer in conventional medicine. What we offer in conventional medicine is great for acute situations, but it's not great for chronic situations. Mm-hmm. And then, so by the end of the year, I was like, you know what, I- I'm just going to take the leap. I have the book knowledge. Now it's time t- to get the people knowledge because that's really what makes a solid clinician is to have uh, the clinical skills. So I signed up to work at a medical marijuana clinic back in 2012. And since then, there's been no turning back. And the other thing is, is that over time, uh, what I learned is that uh, cannabinoids, you know, these chemicals that come from the marijuana plant, from the hemp plant, they don't just help chronic pain. They help a whole slew of other conditions. You know, over time I had, you know, this podcast is... um, is focuses on autism. I had parents with children who had autism come to me as well. Um, and I found myself helping them. And, and these kids were, were benefiting tremendously from cannabinoids. Sure. And cannabinoids, from my understanding, are something that naturally exists in our bodies anyway. Yes, yes. So there's three categories of cannabinoids. You have endocannabinoids. Those are the ones that our body makes. Then you have phytocannabinoids. And basically, you can consider the phytocannabinoids like twins of endocannabinoids. Mm-hmm. So phytocannabinoids are, are the cannabinoids that the plant makes, the cannabis family of plant makes. And then you have synthetic, or I'm sorry, pharmaceutical cannabinoids. Um, so these are made in a lab, whether it's synthetic or it can also be um, uh, plant-derived as well. And these, you know, these are considered pharmaceuticals. Okay. So I think that was one of my first questions when I started kind of, like you said, going down the rabbit hole of all of the information. You know, there's so much information. And a lot of us, you know, speaking for the families in the autism community, we're not necessarily looking for 
a, a cure for autism, right? But mm-hmm. because we love our children, our loved ones, just the way that they are. But if we can help alleviate some of the symptoms that they're experiencing, um, the sleeplessness, all of that, it's it's something that it's worth investigating. And But where do we start? Because kind of going back to what I said before, there's so much what I feel misinformation out there. And then you start looking at all of the CBD products, like you have the oil, the topicals, the gummies, the soft gels. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So you have the CBD product, but what is the best product to use for what your loved one is is experiencing? So when when the families first started coming to you, how do you approach that first initial consultation or conversation, if you will, um, about the different products and what works best for them? Yeah. So um, basically, um, it, you know, it requires taking a, a medical history. I want to know what's going on with their child. Um, and oftentimes, more often than not, um, a big component of the autism is anxiety, especially when a routine is disrupted. Um, you know, a, a lot of these these children tend to <clears throat> experience a lot of anxiety, and um, and CBD is very effective in helping with that with that anxiety, both mm-hmm. in children and in adults, autism or not. I know that now is the the time, and I was just having this conversation with someone else the other day during this pandemic. Everyone's routines have been disrupted, and my son has because he's not in the classroom he doesn't have some of the supports that he's used to having on a day-to-day basis he's at home and we're doing homeschooling which is completely different and he has his stimming has definitely amped up and you can just tell that he's the anxiety is through the roof yeah um, and you're not the first parent to tell me this um i've had um uh, uh folks that i've treated before whose parents are coming to me and they're like things have gotten worse over the pandemic mm-hmm. and a lot of it is due to um uh you know the, the change in routine the environment and all of that mm-hmm. um so let me start with the basics for your audience okay So let's talk about the plant in and of itself, right? So like I mentioned, you have the cannabis family of plants. And within within this this plant, it's subdivided into categories. And those categories are hemp and marijuana. And they're subdivided into categories based on a basic legal distinction, which is that by law, hemp-based products need to have less than 0.3% THC, and then by default, marijuana-based products have more than 0.3% THC. Now, bear in mind that both hemp and marijuana make cannabinoids. They make both CBD and THC just in differing amounts. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to CBD, CBD products can be hemp-derived or they can be marijuana-derived. If they're hemp-derived, they're going to have less than that 0.3% THC. And if they're marijuana-derived, they're going to have more than that 0.3% THC. Okay. So, so that's a, a good fundamental understanding to just to, to begin with. Okay? Okay. So then it, it comes down to, okay, well, should I purchase hemp-derived products or should I purchase marijuana-derived products? because they can both be high in CBD. And that's typically what I've clinically found to be more effective 
for children with autism. Um, so here's the thing. Um, THC makes anxiety worse. Um, so it worsens anxiety. It can even lead to paranoia. Mm -hmm. So what, the way I approach it clinically is that I avoid um, uh, THC altogether in, in patients with autism. Um, because I don't want to take the risk of, of in any way, shape, or form worsening their anxiety. Sure. So the safer bet is to use a hemp-derived product because you know that by law it's going to have that less than 0.3% THC. Bear in mind that the industry is not regulated, so you always have to double-check the laboratory test results whenever you're buying hemp-derived products. Mm -hmm. um, so the irony is, is that people have more access to hemp-derived products, but they're less regulated. And people in states where marijuana is legalized for either recreational or medical use, they have more access to, to marijuana-based products. Um, or I'm sorry, they, they have overall, there's less access to marijuana-based products, but they're more regulated in the states that have legalized for, for recreational or medical use. Sure. So, um, so that's important to bear in mind as well. So, so that's a basic fundamental place to start, right? So then the next thing is, if it's a hemp-based product, you want to choose the right strength of product, right? Yes. So, it, so the most common formulation for hemp-based products are tinctures. And I feel like these are typically well-suited to, to children um, uh, as opposed to, I mean, inhalation is, is off the table, period, because that's just logistically not uh, uh, feasible right. with children. Um, so what you're left with are what are called sublingual formulations, right? So using it under the tongue and then also edibles, right? So under the tongue is also going to be difficult with children typically because you have to hold uh, the liquid there, the liquid formulation for about 60 to 90 seconds. And typically having a child do that is, is going to be nearly impossible. So really what you're ultimately left with is ingestibles, right? Mm -hmm. And you can use a liquid form and mix it up um, with food, and I'll tell you what type of food in just a second, and have okay. you know, and have the child ingest it. So there is that option to take the liquid form and ingest it, and then there's also you know things like gummies and whatnot, which I'll talk about in a second. Mm -hmm. So before you go even there, um, uh, you want to, you want to um, uh, figure out which strength to use, and this can be a little bit tricky. Um, I base it off of um, you know medical history one and two. Um, a lot of these parents who come to me have already tried um, uh, products, whether they're marijuana-based or they're hemp-based products. And so I, I figure out, you know, we, we, we do some math to figure out, okay, well, how many milligrams, you know, uh, of, of CBD has this, has this child been using? Um, and, you know, we talk about the effectiveness of it and whatnot. And then based, based on that, I figure out, okay, well, this is going to be the strength that's going to be most effective and you want to give it in this amount. Okay. Okay, um, and so uh, so in terms of just overall general information, uh, tinctures, uh, the sublingual formulation, which can be used as an edible in children by mixing it with something heavy in fats like peanut butter, uh, a piece of toast with butter, uh, a chip with some guacamole. And I say these specific things because they're heavy in fats, okay? Okay. And cannabinoids like CBD are fat-soluble, okay? 
So, so cannabinoids should always be taken on a full stomach mm. and um, with something heavy in fats because they're fat soluble, right? So on an empty stomach, most of what's in the stomach is water. So it's, it's not going to be easy for the cannabinoids to dissolve. And a lot of them may just, you know, uh, flush out of the system. Whereas if you give it that pool of fat, it's going to stick to it. You give it some glue to stick to, and it's going to absorb better. Gotcha. Okay? Um, so that's important. Um, and I'm giving, I'm giving so much detail. Uh, I lost my train of thought in terms of where I was going. Oh, okay. Okay. So we were talking about tinctures. So overall general information, let's talk about trends and what's available on the market. Um, it, so these are, the tinctures typically come in one ounce bottles. And the strength ranges anywhere from 250 milligrams of CBD all, all the way up to, it can go up to like, I've seen 3,000 milligrams, two to 3,000 milligrams. Now, That's two a big three, difference. <laughs> mm -hmm, huge, huge. Um, and it's a big difference in then the dose that you end up giving as well. Uh, bear in mind that the misconception out there is that in terms of dose, more is better. And that's not always the case. Mm. Um, optimal is what you're aiming for. Because at some point, what ends up happening is that you reach a, a, a peak. And after you get to that peak, the effect starts to, uh, you, you get to a point of diminishing returns, okay? okay. Um, so, so you're not getting an optimal effect from those cannabinoids. So, so in terms of strength, higher strength is not always better. And in terms of dose, more is not always better. Optimal, you want optimal strength and optimal dose. Um, okay, so in terms of other edible options, you know, there's chocolates and gummies. Uh, what's nice about these is that rather than dealing with dosing in a liquid form, uh, you can just take the edible and, and cut it up um, into smaller pieces for, um, for you know, to, to, to get uh, proper dosing. Um, the only thing with this is that... Uh, the cannabinoids may not be evenly distributed in the edible. So, gotcha. so keep that in mind, as opposed to liquid where it is evenly distributed. Sure. Okay, um, okay. So, so basically, um, overall, let me summarize what I said. Okay, so strengths of CBD products vary. Mm -hmm. um, and the strength that I select really uh, depends on medical history. Um, uh, you know, for, for specifically for, for, for children with autism. So does uh, it ever, like, sometimes like with most of the medicines, over-the-counter medicines that we see, a lot of it is determined by age or by weight. Does that have any factor into it at all, or is it just the medical history, the symptoms, things like that? So that's a great question. Okay, so because CBD is fat-soluble, um, a lot of it is, it's, it's not based on weight or age. Okay. okay. Um, and, and that is because if, you know, if you think about it, these, so because these chemicals get stored in the fat cells in our body, we, we all hold on to fat differently, right? We're all well aware of that. Some of us mm -hmm. tend to hold on to it more, um, mm -hmm. uh, whether we like it or not. And then some of us tend to hold on to it less, again, whether we like it or not. Um, the other thing is, is that uh, these chemicals are broken down in the liver. And everybody has different machinery in the liver to break down these chemicals. Gotcha. So uh, in the case of adults, I have had patients who have been of similar body shape and body si and, and size who have had, like, in this particular case, who both had insomnia 
Mm-hmm. And they both used, and they, they were categorized as having mild to moderate insomnia. They both used the exact same CBD product. In this case, it was marijuana-based. One patient needed, it was about 0.5 milligrams of CBD to fall asleep. And the other patient needed 50 milligrams of CBD to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And it's the same in children. Uh, I've seen doses vary highly, whether they're the same age or, you know, whether they're the same weight. So, okay. so there's really what I do um, in, in my consult is I'm walking um, people through uh, essentially a titration process. I let them know which, what strength to select, what dose to start at, and how to then go about increasing the dose. And then when, you know, at what point um, to, to stop that titration process, um, you know, so that you've reached optimal dose and then how to continue with that optimal dose then. Mm. That's, that's awesome. So as far as, you know, like if someone has a headache and they want to take Tylenol for it, it's not that it's instant. As soon as you swallow the Tylenol, it kicks in, but it's, it's relatively instant. Like maybe 30 minutes later, you're, you don't have a headache. Is this something that you see with CBD oil or is it kind of a longer process for it to work in, in the body? Yeah. So in the case of like headaches, for instance, um, the dosing process is over the course of one day is how I have patients do it. Right. So in that case, uh, patients will see the effect within that first like 12 hours or so. In the case of autism, where the symptoms are, there's fewer short-term symptoms or they're more, you know, long-term symptoms associated with the condition. So in in that particular case, I would say it takes about uh, about two weeks to to see the full effect, right? And typically parents see the effect in a couple different um, categories. Uh, So they'll see the, the difference in the child's communication. Um, they'll, they'll see a difference in, um, their behavior Mm -hmm. and then they'll see a difference in their social interactions. Mm. Those three general categories, which is kind of, kind of goes back to the anxiety a lot of times, I think, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a huge underlying component, um, when it comes to autism because there's sensory overload essentially. Um, and so, uh, it helps, you know, um, to, it, we don't know how it works. Um, what, what's believed is that, you know, oftentimes um, SSRIs are often prescribed to uh, uh, patients with autism, which are known as selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, right? So these are basically known as anxiolytics or anti-anxiety medications. Mm-hmm. Um, and so these medications, the SSRIs, work on the serotonin pathway. And what, from what we know, um, based on research in animal models, CBD also works on the serotonin pathway. Okay. Um, so so there's, there's a component there where it's impacting serotonin potentially, which then impacts anxiety and anxiety-like behaviors. Mm-hmm. And is it better to, you mentioned how you might be able to mix it, like let's say with peanut butter, is there a time of the day that's better than others, like in the morning or at night before bed? So I only believe in once a day dosing with cannabinoid products. Okay. And that is because it's uh, based on science that the half-life of these chemicals is, is up to 30 hours. 
Mm. So you only need once a day dosing. Um, th that and also these chemicals are getting stored in the fat cells in the body. And so once you start, start giving the cannabinoids, there's always going to be a store of it in the fat cells and there's going to be a baseline level that's constantly being released as the fat cells are breaking down. So I only believe in a once a day dosing and with children, I typically recommend at nighttime before bedtime because the CBD also does tend to cause um, a, a small amount of drowsiness, which helps the child to sleep. Um, and in the case with, with autism, I know I have a lot of parents uh, say that, you know, my child's not sleeping yeah. through the night. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I can Im only imagine what sort of impact that has on the quality of life of both the child and the parents as sure. well. So I recommend at nighttime before, before bedtime, usually one to two hours, because whenever CBD is ingested, it does take one to two hours for it to take effect. Okay. Okay. That's, that's good to know. I see, um, as far as the Doc Patel's website, you know, you guys have a list of all of the different products and can, I, I know that there are the topicals like the cream, muscle gel, of course, those are you know, specifically, can it be taken topically for autism or is that specifically for, let's say, if you're experiencing back pain or something like that? Topicals are not effective for, okay. um, for, for autism, you know, basically because it's um, it, it, essentially what you're working on treating is anxiety. And so really you need to take it internally. Topical, topicals are effective for, um, you know, for muscle pain, for skin conditions, inflammatory skin conditions. So, um, so really uh, that's more for more of a physical um, uh, component of pain or inflammation. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was thinking. And, you know, you, you go, all of these CBD places, there's so many, I mean, you have even kiosks in malls that are selling yeah. CBD products. And I'm like, I, I, I'm so, I'm always so curious and I always, and I go and I take a look and, and stuff. And I, you just kind of wonder in the back of your head, well, how much knowledge do they even have? They as don't. far as the product, you know? Because <laughs> I've talked to them. They don't. Um, yeah. it, here's what I'm going to tell you. Um, it, you know, especially when it comes to children, I, I would just say just consult with a physician. Um, I, and actually what I'm working on right now is I'm working on partnering up with other physicians. I am trying to rally together physicians because I really think at the end, at the end of the day, this is a medication. Um, and really, you know, people need to be consulting with someone who's knowledgeable about medicine um, so that you're getting proper information. Okay. So I'm rallying together uh, uh, physicians to partner up with them. I'm educating them so that they can then go out and help their patients. And also so that people have a medical professional to go to, you know, in their area. Yes. So to, to refer back to, right? I'm doing consults right now, but my goal is, is to, to expand my reach to like millions with this medication because it's so impactful. I like how you say medication. <clears throat> um, the, one of the things that, we, you know, you start talking about the SSRIs and all of these different medicines and what you were saying, going back to what you said about the ER, you know, you were treating these people with chronic conditions with what I would call like a Band-Aid almost in that, you know, everything, you, you take one medicine and then that medicine has side effects. And so then you take another medicine to 
kind of combat one of those side effects. And before you know it, you're taking four medicines with all these different side effects. And one is trying to help the other side. And it's just, it doesn't seem like the healthy thing to do. And from what I understand, the cannabinoid information out there, and if it's something that our body naturally has anyway, this may be a better option than kind of going down the rabbit hole of prescriptions. Yeah. So here's what I'm going to tell you overall. Okay. Cannabinoids are not a cure-all by any means. I know right now there's people going around even claiming that it, it, it prevents and treats COVID. It doesn't. Oh, wow. Yeah. I haven't heard that one yet. (laughs) You probably will because somebody's trying to sell CBD oil out there. Um, So, so it's not a cure-all, but for certain conditions, namely chronic pain, anxiety, and insomnia, it's far more safer and effective than prescription medication is what I would tell you. Um, and I know, um, you know, in the case of children with autism, uh, I have some statistics here. So I have a video on my YouTube channel that I think your audience will find very, um, uh, helpful. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, the title of the video is does CBD oil help autism? And I go through uh, a research study that that's been done using a marijuana derived high CBD product and the results that they saw in that research study. And the study was done on 60 children who were um, on the autism spectrum. Um, uh, so, um, and, and, it, and it walks you through the, through the results they experienced in the study, as well as the results that my, my own patients have experienced. Now, it's interesting, 72% of the children in this study were on antipsychotics. Wow. And those are pretty, you know, they're, they're pretty, they're, they're strong medications you know, for, for lack of better term. Um, and then 17% of them were on mood stabilizers, 12% were on benzodiazepines, which are really meant for short-term use, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not really meant for long-term use because of their potential for addiction. 7% were on SSRIs, like I mentioned before. 7% received stimulants. 3% were on clonidine. 3% were on propanolol. So, so yeah, a lot of these kids are being put on pretty um, uh, uh, heavy duty. I think that that's a more appropriate word rather than strong heavy duty medications that have the potential for a lot of side effects, both short term as well as long term. Sure. Um, and I, you know, in the years that I've treated uh, patients specifically with autism, um, what's nice about cannabinoids is that it's an as needed medication. So with a lot of these medications that I just mentioned, once you're on it. You do need to take it on a regular basis, and then you need to wean off of it so as not to experience withdrawal symptoms. Sure. But with cannabinoids, what's great is that, you know, if you, if you skip a dose, not a big deal. Um, if you decide you want to get your child off of it cold turkey, that's totally fine too. No withdrawal symptoms because you have stores of the cannabinoids in the body, and so it naturally weans off of it. Gotcha. So, you know, especially in the pediatric population, I think it's, it's, it's a safer and alternative, not only that, but it's, you know, it's been found to be more effective in the patients that I've treated. It's amazing. There's so much information out there and I, I want to direct people to the website. So, and also in the show notes, I have the website, docpatels.com. There are also links to social media. 
um, including the YouTube channel that you just mentioned where people could find the video on there, um, but also Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, LinkedIn, you name it. Uh, the social platforms are there. So for anyone that has additional questions too, and I know that you have a form um, on the website too as far as if you have additional questions, please feel free to reach out to Dr. Patel um, and her team and someone will get back with you as far as all of the answers, but you have just a wealth of information and thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your time and uh, enlightening us with all of the cool information out there. Absolutely. My hope is, is that I didn't overwhelm your audience with all the nuances that I went through, but there's just tons of information on cannabinoids. Um, sort of uh, stocked up in my head. So I try to do my best in terms of sharing as much as I could. There is. And the, your website too, it has, you know, the CBD 101 um, tab. It has kind of an FAQ section, all of that kind of stuff. And so we've all been going down these rabbit holes of information, not just with CBD, but just with anything and everything there is to do with autism. So hearing it from you know, someone that has been studying this for years that has a medical background, it's really nice information to have um, and to hear about, like straight from the mouth of someone. So I, I don't think the information that you shared was overwhelming at all, but if anyone wants to go in for a deeper dive, then go to the website and reach out to Dr. Patel and her team and um, just thank you again. You're awesome. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. I really, truly appreciate it. As families are looking for natural, healthy ways to help their loved ones and even themselves, I hope you find this information helpful in your decision-making process. Every path is different, but whatever path you choose, know that we're here to support you along the way. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.